You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, there they were on Saturday. If you log on to DePietro.com, a group showed up on Saturday, and of all places, outside the Cumberland Library. Library, And there's a number of them, predominantly men, seem to be some young women there as well, all young. And they have some flags, and they called Pine, and they stood outside the Cumberland Library. Now, this panicked a lot of people. And again, you can read the story, see the photos on DePetro.com. And there's a couple things about this that I, I just want to mention. Now, this group, of which some people, and members of the media, by the way, were causing panic and saying that they were armed Nazis that were showing up there. Well, they're not. Um, Pine, apparently, according to brochures they hand out, is the People's Initiative of New England. Grassroots effort uh, advocate for advance the interests of New Englanders. So I, I think this is kind of like a white supremacist group. New England is the whitest region in North America. Um, who's behind it? And, I, you know, I, I don't know what, they also have a five-point program, PINE. Again, it stands for People's Initiative New England. So, white homeland, sovereign state, um, pursue policies supposedly that are pro-family. Why do you wear masks? They cover their face due to the hostility surrounding the political climate. Some of the volunteers utilize face to protect families' livelihoods from potential attack by Antifa terrorists and other groups. Now, you certainly don't have that uh, here in, in New England. Is it racist? They also have on their brochure. We are advocating for our people, our people not taking anything away from other groups. We don't believe New Englanders should be ashamed of their history. Uh, what are your goals? We're promoting a five-point political program. Uh, again, this is all on their literature. So, but let me just touch on this. Now, first of all, there was a member of the media that shared this business of neo-Nazis and it's a rally and they're, uh, they're armed, which is very, very dangerous. It was actually the Rhode Island Painters Union, armed mass neo-Nazis. Now, where that's really dangerous is what if Cumberland police or some law enforcement agency saw that? Um, anyone that, you know, has followed when we cover a lot of the police scenes, the scene changes dramatically if there's a weapon introduced. So what I mean by that is there's a big difference of there's a disturbance. There's a huge difference that then takes place if a weapon is displayed. If somebody pulls out a knife or let alone a gun, that really changes the dynamic. That ups the number of police that go and how they behave at the scene is greatly altered. Now with this group, do I support this group? No, I don't. I think it's actually kind of, I think it's silly. And most of the time, these types of groups, I, I, they're social misfits. They haven't accomplished, they're not accomplishing anything. Uh, maybe they find by doing this, they're able to recruit some members. I think it's interesting, interesting there was some, some girls that were there because normally it's guys that, you know, have never been on a date, never kissed a girl, certainly have no success in business of any kind. And so they find camaraderie in a group like this. And there's a couple of groups out there like this. You see the, uh, I think the name of it is Patriot 131. They marched on the Boston Common, caused havoc. They have the uh, Neck Gordier. And then you have, have there's a group called um 131 and they do the same thing so number one i have a problem with the people that cover their faces now not all of them had their faces covered by the way i'm the photo i'm looking at uh, i don't know what to make of this whole thing but but let me say this about the people that are condemning them and that is in our society there, there's there's no indication that there was any violence there's certainly no indication that they were armed the police the cumberland police they're not going to allow a group of young men with weapons out standing there at at the cumberland public library would i want a group like that outside of my library if i was going in or if i was going there with children or my children no of course not i don't think it fits i don't think it belongs there 
However, if we're going to have, which we allow, we allow peaceful protests. They didn't seem to be truly causing any violence. They didn't seem to be harassing anyone. It's, it's a little unsettling. Someone said to me, this is like the KKK. Not really. They're not in costumes. They maybe had their face covered. I, I don't like it, but much like, you know, I don't think there should be people on the streets that we've had supporting Hamas. Uh, we shouldn't have the people that are the, I, I don't like the people that are the communists and the socialists. I, I don't like the, you know, the BLM crowd is far more violent. We had some Antifa activity in this area, the summer 2020. I, I haven't seen any, and I say that as someone that would come face to face with them. So... I'm not sure what to make of that. But if we're going to allow, which we do, in in our country, you, you are allowed to peacefully gather and stand there. It's my understanding. I don't think they were making a lot of noise. They weren't doing anything obscene. And so for the media, they're going after them. I think if you're going to go after them, you have to go to after all of them. Now, as someone that many times follows or covers many of these different types of groups, I mean, it's not even close. When I, in back in October, when I covered that protest, 800 Hamas supporters and chanting death to the Jews. Now, to me, and there, and there were problems, and there were arrests. Now, to me, they are far more dangerous than, uh, 50, it looked like 15 people maybe total standing on a hill at the Cumberland Library. And I also want to touch on the the people, I posted this on both Facebook and Instagram. You know, there are people posting feds. Those are the fit. Like that, that is embarrassing. You actually think that. Oh yeah, the FBI, they're at the Cumberland, Rhode Island Library on a Saturday. First of all, none of the, the people standing there would ever qualify to be an FBI agent and or a police officer. Um, for people to actually think that is it's, it's embarrassing. I don't know how else to say it. I think they're embarrassing. And people say someone put their paid Democrat actors. You think that's where they would put their resources outside the Cumberland library feds. Those. Oh yeah. That's the, the FBI is standing outside posing as a white supremacy group outside a library in Cumberland, Rhode Island. If you think that you, you, you need your head examined. I don't know what to make of people that actually would believe that ludicrous. No, no, it's social misfits looking to belong and they have found themselves together in this group. That's what this is. Again, you can see the article and photos on DePetro.com. You're listening to the John DePetro show. AJ drywall plaster home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252, AJ, Drywall Plasters Home Improvement, Frame to Finish Basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and home improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. The nation horrified the shocking killing of that young woman in Athens, Georgia. Let's hear the latest from ABC. Jogging on a University of Terrible. Georgia campus, facing a By judge. An ABC's Morgan Norwood has more on what we're learning oh. about him. Morgan, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Gio. Yeah, police say Jose Ibarra and Lake and Riley didn't know each other, that this was a crime of opportunity. The charge is so severe that the judge immediately denying Ibarra's bond. But this morning, we're seeing mounting questions surrounding Ibarra's immigration status. All of this as his brother faces separate charges, too. Jose Ibarra, the suspect charged in the killing of nursing student Lakin Riley on the University of Georgia's campus, 
ordered to remain behind bars. The 26-year-old going before a judge on murder, aggravated assault, and kidnapping charges, and what authorities call the first homicide at UGA in nearly 30 years. This court is not authorized under Georgia law to set bond in light of these charges. We're also asserting his rights under the Fifth Amendment um, to remain silent. Riley disappeared Thursday. Her friends calling police after the former high school cross-country star never came back from her morning run. Officers finding her body hours later near the running trails at UGA, where she used to go to school. Police say security camera footage, along with community tips, led them to Ibarra. Investigations suggest that they had no relationship. Uh, he did not know her at all. Um, I think this was a crime of opportunity. And this morning, new questions surrounding Ibarra's immigration status. Police revealing Ibarra is a non-U.S. resident from Venezuela. It comes as Ibarra's brother, Diego, who authorities say is undocumented, faces separate charges of his own. According to court documents, police approached Diego Ibarra because he matched the description of a homicide suspect. And when asked for ID, they say he presented a fraudulent green card. Meanwhile, a heartbroken community honoring Lakin Riley, her nearby college, Augusta University, describing her as a promising future nurse. Her sister writing on Instagram, this isn't fair, and I will never understand it. I will miss and love you forever, Lakin. And so though police said Jose Ibarra doesn't have an extensive criminal history, we're learning that he was arrested here in New York last year after he arrived in the city from the Texas border. He was charged with operating a moped without a license and child endangerment as police say his son was riding without head protection or restraint. With. Truly an alarming case. Still a lot of questions, too, Morgan. No question. Now, folks, this is something I believe that Governor McKee is going to have to deal with this week. I was surprised uh, more was not made of the story on on some of the Sunday shows. I'm not sure, and I don't know why, that more was not made of it, because I think it's, it's one of those stories that breaks through. I think... Um, I believe this could end up being a Willie Horton type of story that would impact the election. I have no idea why there wasn't more discussion on that on the Sunday shows. So, but I, um, it, there was no reason for him to be in the country. Now, this week, I am hoping that the Republicans at the Rhode Island State House keep the pressure on governor mckee for him to clarify what is the state's position when it comes to illegal immigration and whether or not he's running a sanctuary state now i don't expect that governor mckee is going to be straightforward and forthcoming he'll probably try to dance around it he'll try to i would imagine try to pretend that the state's not running a sanctuary state but it is a sanctuary state, and it's very simple. It's because if you have agencies that report to the governor that are not cooperating with ICE, what else would you call that? Now, I believe Governor McKee is going to try to say, well, we're not, and blah, 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 and try to point and distract and try to come away and frustrate people. And, well, you know, we're not, but we're going to have our people take a look at it, and he'll, he'll try to dance around it. But the fact of the matter is you have states that cooperate with ICE and then you have the states that don't. And the states that don't are the ones that are, in fact, housing illegals. And illegals come to Rhode Island because it is a sanctuary state and they know no one's going to harass them. No one's going to deport them. The media turns a blind eye to it. I want want to once again commend the reps at the Rhode Island State House, the Republicans anyway, that are drawing attention to the story but look at that situation that that animal had no business being in our country or in georgia that girl should be alive what an absolute disgrace there's no reason for that and how many more of them he we know why he killed her he was going to try to sexually assault her and it sure sounds as if she fought back and then it cost her life. Think, does that make sense to you that a young woman goes out for a midday run, not early morning, not late at night, a midday run, and ends up being killed 
brutally killed by someone who is not supposed to be in the country. And because of Biden-Harris, because of lax immigration laws and rules, she lost her life. It is it is disgraceful. It's avoidable. Um, that he he did that. This isn't an argument that some try to make that they actually cause you know less deaths and so forth and and per capita. It, it it's all nonsense is what it is. That young girl should be alive, and her life was taken by someone who had no business being in this country and a president who was absolutely asleep at the switch and allowed uh, failed policies for that to happen. So, I mean, it is, it is so heartbreaking in the brazenness of it. This wasn't a robbery. They didn't know each other. That animal saw this young girl running sure went to tackle her sexually assault her she was fighting back and and instead he ended up killing her so gruesome just disgraceful lakin hope riley friend told police she hadn't returned from a morning run as her body was found right at that athens campus let me again pick up a little bit more from cbs i mean it's just so terrible folks i believe this is a voting issue and i believe as a result of this, Georgia will go Republican. CBS's Mark Strassman reports tonight on renewed concerns of safety on college campuses. Yep. Lincoln Riley. For Lincoln Riley, an aspiring nurse, this white jacket ceremony was a rite of passage. The 22-year-old honor student was murdered as she jogged alone, jarring Athens, home of the University of Georgia. She was a sweet girl. It's obviously devastating for my sorority. All the girls were like at the house crying yesterday. Athens is your textbook college town. Lake Herrick is another option for students to jog, walk, relax. But the woods behind this lake is where police found Lake and Riley's body. Uh. Her murder, the first on this campus in 20 years. He did not know her at all. Um, I think this was a crime of opportunity. Tonight, police announced they arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra and charged him with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, and assault. Friday felt different here, edgy for many. All day, police scoured this apartment complex. Friday classes were canceled. So definitely a fear factor. For Georgia students like Haley Pearson and Addison Turkin. Everyone's just in their dorm or went home, and it's just a quiet, eerie feeling. Adidas commissioned a global survey about women joggers like Lake and Riley. 92% said they were concerned, and 51% said afraid of being physically attacked, especially now in Athens. I've always run with a group, and part of the reason is because I don't want to run alone. And safety. Yeah, safety. That's number one thing. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Athens, Georgia. Terrible. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401 885 4209. Three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252. 3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show make no mistake about it president biden is feeling pressure about the ongoing crisis at the border let's go to this week stephanopoulos martha raddatz sitting in democrat senator tammy duckworth says she would support President Biden's reported plan, use executive action, make it harder for, quote, migrants to claim asylum 
and finally admitting why? Because there is a crisis at the border. The administration is considering using executive action to make it harder for migrants to claim asylum. Would you support that? I would support that because we do have a crisis at the border. Uh, but I also think that something we, Donald Trump tried. Well, you know what? Donald Trump has, has backed away from this. As part of that package, there was more money for a whole bunch of things to include a, 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 a worker program so that people could actually go to work uh, while they're waiting for their case to be adjudicated. I think that is critically important is a work permit for folks who come here. They want to work. Well, let's put them to work. I've got the ag industry is looking for workers. Retail is looking for workers. While they're waiting for their, let's let allow them to work. So they're in that compromise. It's exactly that. There was stuff that fixed the uh, the border problems, but also allowed us to let to be humane about how we take care of the migrants who are here. You know, this the business of the migrants. Keep in mind uh, the racket that they uh, that they run is. Um, it's very strategic. I was speaking with someone over the course of the weekend, very, very knowledgeable. So here's what happens is you have a number of them. Um, let's see. So once they come here, they say the refugee benefits are better for Cubans in a couple of other countries. So they get a court date and it could be from six months to six years which means then they can apply for asylum. Now, aside from that, once they go, they may be denied asylum, but they can remain in the country illegally. But it's difficult for them to find legal work. But they live in a sanctuary state like Rhode Island because there's no fear of deportation. So, and you have a lot of people that have come in. And that's why there's so many also, these people are making a fortune as immigration lawyers. Um, but what happens is they don't have employment cards. So many people cannot, many people can't um, hire them, even people that want to hire them. So it becomes even more problematic for them. And the thing... Um, about that that also just comes into play is it gives you an idea of just how serious the situation is that that president biden is looking to take action on it because right now what biden and harris have not admitted is the fact that these people are just walking into the country there's no way to stop them from walking into the country and it's so easy to get in and then it's very difficult to get them out. So, and I want to play, this is also some Rick Klein, and they're talking about, so President Trump, as you know, won the South Carolina primary. He's going, he's just racking it up. And uh, Rick Klein tells you why. And I and think Rick this Klein, is good. What do you see when you look at last night? Are there any warning signs for Donald Trump? Yeah, inside a route, you do see some concerns that might be there for the for a Trump candidacy going forward. He's got core Republicans. We saw this in the exit polls. He won Republican voters by about 40 points last night. But independence, that's another story. And of course, this was an open primary. Anyone could vote. Nikki Haley actually carried independent voters by about 20 points. So it's one thing to win a Republican primary, but the general election is another story. And given the legal issue, that he continues to face. We asked in this exit poll whether Trump would be fit to serve if he's convicted of a crime, and 61% said yes, he would be fit to serve. But check this out, 36% say no. So that's more than a third of core Republican voters who say if he is convicted, he is not fit to serve. But the exit poll also showed, I think, pretty starkly how the core argument that Haley has made against Trump just fell flat. She has been saying only, only I can beat Joe Biden, and is not what the exit polls show. In fact, it looks like voters are much more likely to think that Trump can beat Joe Biden than Haley. And, and exit polls and past exit polls this cycle have shown just how many Republicans still believe President Biden did not legitimately win the election. How does South Carolina compare? Yeah, once again, we see an overwhelming number, 61% of people in South Carolina believe falsely that Joe Biden did not legitimately win the election. And to me, it speaks to the MAGA takeover of the Republican Party. We saw this across issues, whether it's immigration, whether it's foreign policy, whether it's the economy. Republican voters believe what Donald Trump is saying. They like what he is what he is talking about. They like him. And they continue to, to, to say that over and over again. And that really is what it comes down to, is that Donald Trump is popular with his base. People believe what he's saying, even when it's false. 
it, I, I just don't see right now, as we're about to hit March at the end of the week, I, I don't see anything that stops the rematch. And Biden is as weak as can be. Now, if it is a rematch and President Trump loses again, I mean, I don't know what to think then. Then I think you even have revolt of what would be left of the Republican Party. But make no mistake about it. The Republican Party is no longer the Republican Party. It's it's not the same. I think some of the articles and coverage, Nikki Haley is making her pitch to a Republican Party that doesn't exist anymore. The Trump base that makes up the Republican Party, that's not the traditional Republican Party. Now, President Trump, by all accounts, with everything going his way and Biden decline, he should sweep to victory in November. I can't even imagine what's going to happen if that doesn't happen. I believe that they want to keep Biden-Harris as the ticket. I said last week, I think the Trump people should take the pedal off the metal a little bit. You don't want to do anything to change the dynamic. Biden has trouble everywhere. He has trouble in Michigan. He is obviously now trouble in Georgia. He's got trouble in a lot of different states. So let him continue to flounder. He's not going to get any better, and the age problem is not going away. The problem is the candidate. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. AEP Services, they take great pride in installing fences of all kinds, vinyl, wood, aluminum, chain link, experience, quality, integrity. Call AEP Services today for a quality fence, home or business, 401-228-7190, 401-228-7190. Residential fence, commercial fence, steel, wood guard, rail, they have it all. Beautiful aluminum product, decorative landscape. It adds a lot to it for your stunning property. Call the experts today, AEP Services, 401-228-7190. Residential or commercial, why not enjoy your backyard, a little privacy, or maybe keep a pet or young children inside. Remember, they also have fences. They're resilient, water-resistant. Call today, 401 228 7190 free quote AEP services the fence experts 401 228 7190 you're listening to the John DePietro show well that horrendous crime that took place in Georgia you know it highlights a couple different issues and one is in fact the danger of young girls young women that want to uh, jog go for a run on their own Many feel unsafe to do so, or they do it in groups. Now, again, you would think it's during the day, and she's right near a college campus. This is not the same as someone walking down a dark alley at 3 a.m. in the morning, for crying out loud. But you'd like to think that it's safe, but it's apparently not safe. And I think it also raises the question of when people that are in the country illegally are committing crimes. So... This is setting off um, alarms all over the country, especially on college campuses. Let's pick up. This is the latest now on uh, the Today Show. Hoda, good morning. That's right. Classes here at UGA resume today for the first time since Thursday evening. And even though there's been an arrest in last week's murder, students here are still anxious. Some women telling us they refuse to walk alone. Others carrying pepper spray for the first time. All of this as there's a renewed push to address safety on campus. This morning, tributes are growing for Lake and Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student murdered while jogging by this lake at the University of Georgia. The 26-year-old suspect, Jose Antonio Ibarra, a non-U.S. citizen from Venezuela, now charged with her murder. Police say they had no prior relationship. This was a crime of opportunity. Immigration officials say Ibarra was previously arrested when he illegally entered the U.S. in 2022. A year later, he was arrested in New York City for acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17. He was released both times. And just days after the UGA attack, tragedy striking another college campus. 
Kentucky's Campbellsville University sent into lockdown Saturday after 18-year-old student Josiah Kilman was found dead inside of his dorm room. Another student at the school, 21-year-old Charles Escalera, now charged with murder. Both had been members of the school's wrestling team. Kilman's family writing in a statement, Josiah influenced many hearts as he was a true example of compassion, kindness, and love. As yet another college campus is shaken, students are taking action. Some keeping pepper spray at the ready for the first time. Got this from my dad. I've had it for a while, but I've honestly never felt the need to carry it until now. A UGA student petition with roughly 25,000 signatures is also asking the school to reinstall blue emergency call boxes that were removed 20 years ago and replaced by a safety app. Being able to just see the light itself, not having to reach into your pocket and pull out your phone and put in your password and there's a lot more steps. As UGA's first day back to class begins, so does the process of keeping Lake and Riley's memory alive. She lit up every single room that she walked into. Bianca Tiller and Riley were freshman roommates. Tiller says Riley loved to help people. She was pursuing a career in something that came naturally. She was just the most selfless person. Riley's funeral will be held later this week in her hometown, but students today on campus will get a chance to say their own goodbye at a campus vigil later this afternoon. Hope now, again, uh, I've noticed on social media when I've posted about this, and people posting back, how dare you, you don't know what her political beliefs were, um, you, you don't know, like, none of that, That it's, it's absolutely, you know, ridiculous that it's not a matter of, it shouldn't be a matter, I should say, it should not be a matter of political beliefs. Nor should, and you know what side is doing that. That's the progressives. They don't want any, any, any light on this. They're in favor of open borders. Unfortunately, in our part of the country, we have people that, you know, two governors. You have the governor of Massachusetts, uh, Maura Healy, that certainly has no problems running a sanctuary state, even though, and it's, it's ridiculous, people should take the illegals into their home um but they they ignore and they don't want to address the safety aspect of it remember as i've said in the past progressives they don't care about quality of life they certainly they certainly don't care about your quality of life let's be very clear about that so no they don't care about quality of life and 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 rhode island governor dan mckee also runs a sanctuary state so you have you know, those two, the, the problems in New York have become a focal point. The governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, who has spent millions in people saying, what a waste. He, I think they have spent, Texas has spent $148 million busing illegals into, or migrants, into New York City. Now, as much as some people may say, what an outrageous amount, as we've talked about, when you start to put illegals into your school system, it is, it's 10 times that amount. So where he is wise is he's made, made it an issue and through his efforts has shined a light on the situation in the problem and saying to people like the mayor of New York City, that you know now it's now it's your problem it certainly isn't going to be our problem so now governor mckee back from dc let's see how he's going to react this week uh if if reporters i'm sure any reporter that catches up with him and he's not not that i'm seeing having any real media availability but i think he he'll give some uh, carefully worded answer about blah blah but but the fact of the matter is the reason why this state the reason why rhode island and massachusetts why illegals reside here so much is because they operate as sanctuary states and they just may not be as obvious about it as say like a, a california but the, re the results are the same especially and massachusetts really has taken a hit but rhode island's not far behind and I think what happened in Georgia is going to have 
you know, more effects on other places. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. A great meal, a great time is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Rhode Island tradition since 1977, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. They have a large dining room, perfect, maybe a, a group, uh, maybe a collation, lunch. The Coesed Inn, getting a big group together or maybe just you alone or a date. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Great staff, terrific food. They're always working on the menu. And they also have a nice lounge as well. You have the market at Coesed right there. They're open seven days a week. I'll see you for a great meal. Make it the Coesed Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So where do things stand right now with the Republican primary? Where do things stand in the race for the White House? Uh, Nikki Haley, I think the money now over the next couple of weeks is going to start to dry up. But President Trump firmly in the driver's seat. Uh, Obviously, he has won Iowa. He's won New Hampshire. He's won Nevada. And now he has won in South Carolina as win. So he's 4-0. He is just uh, moving breakneck speed. Let's get the latest, though, on where things stand. Let's pick it up with coverage on the Today Show. Savannah, good morning. And decisive really is the word for this victory for former President Trump in South Carolina, where he dominated Nikki Haley in nearly every key voting block, according to our exit polling. Now Mr. Trump is trying to pivot to the general election, but Haley is hanging on, insisting Trump is unelectable in November. This morning, former President Trump one step closer to securing the Republican nomination following his double-digit victory in South Carolina. Wow, that is really something. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. The former president defeated his one-time U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, in her home state, never mentioning Haley by name in his victory speech. Instead, focusing on his potential rematch with President Biden. We're going to look at Joe Biden, and we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country, and we're going to say, Joe, you're fired. Haley, campaigning in Michigan ahead of tomorrow's primary, is vowing to fight on. Her campaign claiming it raised a million dollars since polls closed in South Carolina. Don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't vote in this primary. On Saturday, explaining why she's staying in the race for the long haul. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. While the Trump campaign attempts to shift its attention to November, Mr. Trump is facing a fierce backlash over his remarks to a group of black conservatives last Friday, saying his four criminal cases appeal to black voters. And then I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. Later, invoking his mugshot taken after his arrest in Georgia. You know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. Haley says the former president's remarks are more evidence he cannot win a general election. It's disgusting. That's the chaos that comes with Donald Trump. That's the offensiveness that's going to happen every day between now and the general election. And just this morning, Donald Trump's consolidation of control over the Republican Party continues with RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel announcing she's resigning effective next week. That's when the party is expected to install a new slate of leaders, all handpicked by Mr. Trump, including his daughter-in-law as the party's co-chair. Savannah. All right, Garrett, thank you. Let's turn to NBC's Kristen Welker, moderator of Meet the Press. Hi, Kristen, good morning. We just heard Nikki Haley saying she'll stay in the race. Usually a presidential campaign runs out of money and that's how it, it gets, it gets uh, out of the race. Does she have the resources to go forward and what would the path to victory look like? Well, Savannah, right now she says she still does have the resources to move forward. As Garrett just said, she's raised a million dollars, according to her campaign, since South Carolina. But some major donors have begun to pull out, including the Koch brothers. But look, her path, Savannah, is narrow at best. Her campaign argues, look, there are a number of open primary states, including Michigan, on Tuesday that are going to vote, meaning that Democrats and independents can vote in those primaries, 11 of the 16 states that 
vote on Super Tuesday or open or semi-open primary states. But look, this is a Republican primary. So in order to win, she's got to start winning over more Republican voters. And Savannah, even if she picks off one or a few of those states, it's hard to see her catching up with Donald Trump when it comes to the delegate count. Now, in terms of Trump, we've been talking to aides and allies of the former president who say, look, after South Carolina, it is time for him to start focusing on a more general election message, focus less on personal grievances and more on the issues. Because, of course, in a primary, talking about his personal grievances has really energized the base, but his allies are concerned that could turn off moderates, could turn off independents. And as Garrett noted, he didn't mention Nikki Haley's name in his speech on Saturday night. That was really notable. Will he listen? He's an unconventional candidate. I wouldn't hold your breath. We'll have to see what happens. Okay, and then to Washington. Here we go again, a potential government shutdown just days away. How's this going to play out? Well, I've been talking to sources on both sides of the aisle, Savannah, who say with each passing day, a partial government shutdown becomes increasingly likely. That would mean thousands of government workers wouldn't get paid. Some critical food aid services uh, could be halted, and it could even lead to some travel delays. The president has called all four congressional leaders to the White House on Tuesday. Still a lot of sticking points. And here's the rub. The Republican House Speaker, Mike Johnson, is proposing a potential short-term plan. He'd have to to work with Democrats, though, Savannah, at this point to get that done. Let's remember that former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy worked with Democrats to try to avert a government shutdown, and that's how he lost his job, Savannah. We'll right. see how it happens. You know, I, um, again, that was the today. I, I, uh, if you're Nikki Haley, I, I don't see what's the reason why you drop. I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she drops out. There's no, I, I think you just stay in. Just in case, just in case, President Biden has a challenger, this guy, Dean Phillips. So I know everyone's calling for them to to jump out of the race. It's still February. So if you're Nikki Haley, I, I don't see why she drops out. If you just stay in, if anything were to happen, almost like being, you know, the runner up. And then if the winner can't fulfill for whatever reason their duties, then you step in. She's the only one that is in the race. She's the only one that's getting delegates. And there's always the ability to look ahead to the next election. She's certainly young enough. She could run in, I mean, it's so far away, but she could certainly run in 28. But I, um, I think they, I think they both, they both stay in. You really have, have nothing to lose. All right. So she's not winning. But you might as well just play it out. As far as Biden, I, I don't see, I don't think he's leaving the race. He is stubborn. They feel, whether or not he would serve a full four-year term if he were to win, I don't think he'd win. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's capable of it. I I think he's struggling right now. I think at, at his, the, the condition he's in, I think six months from now, who knows what he's up to? But there aren't gonna, there are no, no debates. He will not debate Trump, so it's really just getting out there and getting him campaigning or sending his surrogates out, probably. But I, certainly neither man is gonna leave the race. I think Biden stays in. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. <laughs> you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs, 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401-743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153. 
JMB Plumbing and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. A lot of talk about the president's age. Someone I believe is waiting in the wings, Governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Now, he was in D.C. for the National Governors Association. Governor McKee was there as well. But that meant he could go in studio with Meet the Press. Let's pick it up. Gavin Newsom on Meet the Press. He's not worried about President Biden's age or ability to beat President Trump. Stark numbers that you're facing. 76% of voters say they have real concerns about President Biden's ability to serve a second term. Do you think it's responsible for Democrats to put him at the top of the ticket given those concerns? Responsible. I revere his record. I, I mean, this, what he's done in three years has been a masterclass, close to 15 million jobs. That's eight times more than the last three Republican presidents combined. The economy is booming. Inflation is cooling. It's 0.6% more than it was in the summer of 2020 at just 3.1%. Wait a second. We have American manufacturing coming back home all because of Biden's wisdom, because of his temperance, his capacity to lead in a bipartisan manner, which is an underrepresented point. And so I have great confidence moving forward. So the answer is absolutely all in in terms of the next four years the, with Joe Biden. These voters, though, are not complaining about his record. They're talking about concerns about his ability to beat Trump, who you've called a, a lightning, a I'm threat, essentially, to the democracy. But in, in private, we've heard a lot of, well, we've heard a lot of his allies say publicly, in private, he is strong. He's in command. Yeah. He's forceful. Does he need to do more to show? I think he's doing that? everything he needs to do. I mean, he's got an extraordinary record. He's doing everything he needs to do on Ukraine at the moment. He's doing everything he needs to do uh, to reconcile and wrestle some common sense as it relates to a bipartisan approach to address the issue of the border uh, where the Republicans couldn't take yes for an answer yeah. uh, because they don't want to make that a political issue. Uh, he is leading. And so, no, from my humble perspective, not only the last three years have been extraordinary, I've been out with, as you know, on the campaign trail, I was just out in California, I've seen him up close, I've seen him from far, but here's my point, it's because of his age that he's been so successful. It's because of the wisdom and the character that's developed over years that we have the Chips and Science Act, the Infrastructure Bill, and the PACT Act, and the Safer Communities Act. And because we've seen these bipartisan accomplishments, because of his capacity of understanding, because of his leadership. So the opportunity to express that for four more years, what a gift it is for the American people. And as a Democrat, what a gift for me to make the case for the leader of our party, Joe Biden. This guy is completely, that is the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Keep in mind, he has decimated the West Coast. Uh, look what their policies have turned Los Angeles into, San Francisco into. He's the one, uh, you know, total lockdown during COVID. He's the one, the voice you just heard, Gavin Newsom. He's the governor who essentially they're giving um, free health care to illegals. They're driving companies out of California their oppressive actions towards businesses and the public during covid make no mistake about it though he is ready to run and he wants to make sure he front and center and if something happens that the president decides he's not going to run which by the way i don't think that's going to happen i know a lot of people think that i don't see it and i'll tell you why they truly believe the president, the first lady, his sister, the cabinet, his chief of staff, certainly his inner circle. They believe that they can beat President Trump in November. They think that. I didn't say it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but they think that. Therefore, they're not leaving. I think that's number one. Number two, he stays in the race at least through June, and then he has all the delegates. That's important. That's really what it comes down to. I know some people think that he just one day holds a press conference and announces this person will now be. It doesn't work that way. If he would have stepped down, Vice President Harris becomes the president. So you can't just make up the rules as you go along. Do I believe Michelle Obama is waiting in the wings? No, I don't. I, as I've said, anyone that has spoken with her, she has no interest. She's enjoying her life. They have money. They have celebrity. They travel the world. 
She has no interest in that. Here's what I believe is driving President Biden. Is there anything that could knock him off the ballot? I think it would have to be something very serious and physical because I don't I know people are encouraging and thinking he needs to sit down. His family needs to intervene. uh, The first lady needs to intervene. His chief of staff, the sister, his brother, perhaps whoever, anyone close to him. I don't think it's not going to happen. One thing about First Lady Jill Biden, she likes living in the White House. She likes traveling on Air Force One. They like everything that goes along with it. But what I think is driving this, I think his ultimate plan, when he thinks about legacy, here's what I believe they think would happen, which is I don't think they're planning on him actually serving out another four-year term. Let's just hear me out. Let's play this out. First of all, I I don't think he can beat President Trump, but they think he can. And he keeps saying, I can beat him. I beat him in 2020. I'll beat him again. So, okay, I don't agree with that. But let's just say it is going to happen. I believe their plan would be serve two years. And it would be minimal. You wouldn't see him. The part-time president, he doesn't have to leave the White House. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to do anything. So... Then I think he, I believe, potentially steps down and lets, or two or three years in, lets Vice President Harris take over. And then he feels his legacy should be, because of him, he essentially anointed the first woman of color to be the president. So I I don't believe they're looking at this as, Number one, the re-election. Number two, then he'd have to serve the four years until he's age 86. He'll be 82 in November. I don't think that's the way they're thinking. I th- but they are thinking, I believe. I mean, as we're approaching March, I mean, let's look at the calendar. March, April, May, June, July, August, October. No- the election is in eight months. I think they feel... It's pedal to the metal right after Labor Day. They will have a lot of money. He'll have a lot of cash. There's a lot of people that don't like President Trump. I would never vote for Biden-Harris, and I'm not convinced they can win. But I think they think that they can win, and that's why he's doing this. And he and the First Lady, they, they like their life. They like the power. They like everything that goes with it. They feel they're entitled to it. He feels he's earned it. Um, He was angry in 2016 when Hillary kind of slid by him and ran against President Trump and lost. I am not convinced he's going anywhere unless it's on his terms. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video it has links to on the scene live stream remember there's no va- uh, vowel i it's d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com dpetro.com you can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me dpetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website